Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to The Great Show. This is John Allen, and this is serious. While cleaning my desk a few minutes ago, I actually found a note telling me to clean my desk. And I'm Jeremy Young, and also with the sad news that Lisa Lynn Masters has died at the age of 52. The actress best known for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was apparently a better actress than we all originally thought. I'm sorry, that was just, I know it's just absolutely mean, but I couldn't help it. I, I see this headline and it says, you know, the actress dies from unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And I go, well, I guess she's just not that unbreakable, or perhaps she was better than what we thought. But uh, so I went with better than what we thought. But uh, <laughs> you know, told me that was going to be dark, and I have to admit that this is another case where I don't always get pop culture references, but... Uh, <laughs> Jeremy comes out swinging as we <laughs> start, in, start into a new episode of The Great Show. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk some about football. It's been a little while. We talked back at the beginning of the season, but we're coming down toward the end for college and past halfway for the NFL. So we're going to be talking about that some today. Before well, for a few we... people in the NFL, it's the end as well, I believe. But... Well, <laughs> uh... If you're in Cleveland... No, just, well, just saying. <laughs> yes, if but, you're in Cleveland, your season is over. Yes. But, Speaking uh, of things that are over, which some people are not letting it go, I thought Frozen taught us that we need to let it go. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. People, Frozen is one of those movies that 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 really, if if the if the parents in the room could pay attention, they they could learn a lot for this particular uh, uh, news cycle. You know, just let some things go. Um, Some have not, but let's be honest, the election is over, right? I mean, I guess they have to formally do the Electoral College thing, but your participation in the election has ended. The outcome has been determined, and so as we look back on on this election campaign cycle that was, Jeremy, I understand you have a few guiding thoughts for us here. Well, I, I have some some ideas because you know history will always be portrayed um, as time goes by in in the medium of film, and you you just know that's going to be the case, and uh, you give it long enough, and eventually there will be movies made about it. And I began to think about this last um, you know situation White House run. Um, between uh, Donald Trump and, and everything that happened, even in the primaries leading up to it, and then then you start thinking about everything that happened with Bernie and with with uh, with Hillary and 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 all the the situations there, and and sure. and it really was an amazing cycle that 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 took place in front of us over the last year. And I thought, you know, Hollywood at some point or another is going to need to. To reach out and and step into the realm of of dealing with some of these subjects, and I thought 
there, there might be a few movies out there um, that that you could you could make based off of some of these things. For instance, I was thinking of the movie. Um, we all know the film Tommy Boy, but I'm thinking of a movie called maybe Christy Boy. Uh, it's a story about a fat kid who wants his daddy's approval, and he seeks it through a surrogate father who happens to be a rich billionaire. And he does uh, this by going all over the country, striving to win people for his daddy to be elected. And whenever his dad is finally victorious, he's cast aside like a worthless shoe. Um, it, it, it's sort of a uh, a comedy drama, but you know, Dramedy. he learns something about himself in the end. Um, yeah, we just need to put David Spade alongside of Chris Christie throughout the film, and it'll be hilarious. Yeah. Um, the, Half of that uh, movie's already filmed, I think, right? You can just reuse it. I'm pretty sure you can just use some footage from the, uh, the previous year. Uh, there, there was another one that I thought might work. Uh, uh, think about this. Just imagine, if you would, a neurosurgeon, a man who is who, whose hands are everything to him, who is, um, uh, you know, literally <laughs> cutting edge at, at everything that he is doing. He's one of the best, but but he's also a guy who who has a dark. And, and mysterious past and the fact that, that he writes a book after his success in which he talks about how he tried to kill his own mother, how he tried to stab his best friend only to be saved by a belt and uh belt buckle, I'm sorry. And saved and by that, the belt. that could be Yeah, and, and, and that Joseph built the, the and he he would go on to, to claim that Joseph built the Great Pyramid to store grain. Uh, amongst other odd ideas, he is Doctor Strange. You know, I know that right now there's a Marvel character out there by that same name, but we, 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 you know, I think the true Doctor Strange is Doctor Ben Carson Strange. And so, so I was thinking we could do a movie about him. He would fit. Um, Titanic, I thought would be a good one. People, people may be like, wait, didn't the, the 90s give us the movie Titanic? And, and isn't it a historical event? Yes, it is. But we could do Titanic too, because in a sense, we all sort of felt like we were getting a rerun from the 90s anyway. Just imagine an old woman talks about her life, and, and she boards a luxury liner that is set sail for the White House. It is guaranteed to get there. It has all of the, the famous and wealthy people on board. Everybody is there. She has a torrid love affair that, that ends up ultimately breaking her heart. Uh, that is a love affair with, with the common people. Um, but um, it makes her stronger for it. And as a result, she, she seems like she's really going to become uh, strong, and, and, and she's on her way, and she's full steam ahead in, in Titanic 2, and, and she is going to keep the people safe by keeping all of her uh, the safety features of the ship in one singular sealed compartment, and as long as that compartment isn't breached, she is assured her trip to the White House. Enter in heinous Julian Assange. Long story short, the ship hits an unseen iceberg with a Hotel Trump built on it, and it sinks like a rock. I don't know. But to me, I think you can make a movie out of that. I'd go see that. 
The next one isn't necessarily a full-out film. It's just simply a, a refilming of a particular scene. Um, it, it, Donald Trump believes himself, obviously, to be one of the greats, um, and he has money to buy the rights to redo certain movies. Um, but you know, even he's limited in what he can un- afford to do, and so he's purchased the rights to redo the run on the Death Star from the original Star Wars. Um, and, and it's going to be recast. For instance, Gold Leader, um, whose first run isn't very successful, and and uh, he ends up going down in, in some flames, is played by Corey Lewandowski. Um, Porkins, one of my favorites in the film, uh, of course, played by Chris Christie, because that's just too easy. Uh, Red Leader, who makes the, the, the second run, but and remember, he's almost there almost there, gets two shots off, and just misses, will be played by Mitt Romney. Um, But the role of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Darth Vader will all be played by by Mr. Trump. Um, He he, he feels like he's the only one who can do justice to all three of those roles. And in his own mind, he believes himself to be a little bit of all three of those roles. Uh, the 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 feisty fighter Biggs who stays behind to defend Luke to the very end until he's finally you know spoilers killed um, is going to be played by different people, various local voters who defended Trump so vigorously that they took all the flack for him while he made his successful run to destroy Washington D.C by firing off a couple of uh, shots through a port exhaust. Who knew that's all it took to get rid of Washington, D.C.? But uh, So he's, he's going to redo that, that, that scene once he has the, uh, the full power behind him to do so. And then two final uh, quick, quick mentions. You know, in the sure. Nixon administration, with everything that happened and all of the, the, the things surrounding the, that, you had this great movie come out called All the President's Men. Remember that? Uh, it, it starred Dustin Hoffman and, and Robert Redford and, and was up for an Academy Award, and, and it gave us the, the, the whole idea of Deep Throat, you know, the guy who, who secretly gave them the information from within the, the Nixon administration and so forth. Well, you know, I was thinking with all the scandals surrounding Secretary Clinton, um, with this particular Hollywood you know, group of people. We're not going to get a hard-hitting film like All the President's Men, but we might get maybe a a romantic comedy um, that 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 again will will make her look bad at times, but in the end she'll learn something about herself, and they'll put a fun spin on it, and and, and ultimately blame some poor uh, guy when it's all said and done. Uh, for the downfall, but it'll be entitled Four Funerals and a Wiener. Um, it's an upbeat comedy about uh, the key people who happen to drop dead around the presidential candidate, but yet surprisingly does not hurt the candidate until suddenly she's brought down by Anthony Weiner um, because, of course, he has his own personal demons to deal with and and as a result he destroys her so so that's that's where i came up with that one and then the final movie and this is the one that uh, will be the victorious trump film that everyone will be happy about um it's going to star kellyanne conway and coulter 
Sean Hannity, Corey Lewandowski, Chris Christie, Omarosa, and Eric Bowling as the deplorable seven. And I think that will be a hit. So there you go. <laughs> Very creative. Jeremy has really been, you've really been bringing it with the, the rants and the creativity uh, this season. So I, I'm trying. I'm giving you my, I, my all here. I, I can t- uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Well, I tell you, Jeremy, and that's a good segue because uh, there, there's something on my mind here. And uh, if you'd, if you give me a few moments, I have a semi-prepared statement that I'd like to read. Sure, sure. Okay, thank you. And uh, I'm not going to be taking any questions after this. I just want to kind of be able to, to talk with you guys, and then uh, we'll we'll go from there. So thank you. Uh, but to say the first half of this season of The Great Show has been emotional would be a huge understatement. Uh, getting hurt when you feel like you have the best team you've ever had was uh, was a soul-crushing moment for me. Uh, then to learn it's not three or four episodes, but ten episodes. You know that's that's another blow. And and through it all, you have a tremendous amount of guilt for having let your fans and teammates and your organization down. After all, you know, they're depending on you to bring them a championship. That's what quarterback. I mean, that's what podcasters are supposed to do. You know that that's how we're judged. I love that. I still do. But then here you are doing the show by yourself once without an ability to have your teammates on the field help you. And that's when you're forced to come face-to-face with what's happening. Seasons of podcasts are fleeting. Episodes become more precious. Chances for success diminish. Your potential successor has arrived. You've been down two years in a row, and now you're in your mid-30s. The press is whispering. Everyone has doubts. You spent your entire career, your entire podcasting career of 18 months working to get here. And now we have to start all over. You know, you almost feel like an outsider, and I'm sorry, but I've got to move these prepared remarks ahead a little bit. You see, podcasting is a meritocracy. You aren't handed anything. It's not like you can just go sign up somewhere and and start recording episodes, and, and that's how it goes. You know, you aren't handed anything. You earn everything, every single day, over and over again. That's the way that, you know, podcasting works. That's how football works, which is entirely unrelated here, but, you know, that's that's the way it works. A great example of this is Dak Young. I'm sorry, Jeremy Prescott, no. Jeremy Young and what he's done. He's earned the right to be our host. As hard as that is for me to say, he's earned that right. He's gotten our team off to a to a great record, and, and that's hard to do. If you think for a second that I don't want to be out there uh, hosting the show, then you've probably never felt the pure ecstasy of competing and winning. That hasn't left me. In fact, it may burn more now than ever, or it could be the acid reflux, one or the other. <laughs> Look, it's not always easy to watch. I think anybody who's been in this situation understands that. But what is clear is I was that kid once, stepping in, having to prove myself. I remember the feeling like it was yesterday. It really is an incredible time in your life. And if I remember one thing from all those days ago, it's the people that helped me along when I was young. And if I can be that to Dak, I'm sorry, if I can be that to Jeremy, 
I will be going forward. I think we all know something magical is happening to our podcast. I'm not going to allow this situation to negatively affect Jeremy or this podcasting team by becoming a constant distraction. I think Jeremy knows that I have his back, and I think I know that he has mine. Ultimately, it's about the team. It's what we've preached our entire lives or you know, the past however many weeks we've been doing this. I can remember as a kid just wanting to be part of something bigger than myself. You know, there's greatness in being the kind of teammate that wants to be part of the team. Everyone wants to be the reason they're winning or losing. Every single one of us wants to be that person. But there are special moments that come from a shared commitment. To play your role while doing it together. I'm sorry, I have to move ahead. This is getting kind of boring. Uh, I figured out in this process that what separates sports from everything else is something in the paragraph ahead that I overlooked and have forgotten. It's why we love it. It's why we trust it. It's why I still want to play and compete in podcasts. Lastly, I just want to leave you with something that I've learned in this process as well. I feel like we all have two battles with two enemies going on. One with the man across from you. The second is with the man inside of you. I think once you control the one inside of you, the one across from you really doesn't matter. And I think that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to say, hey, other actual human being, you don't matter to me. So that's it. Thank you. Again, no questions, no comments. I appreciate that. It was, that was, that was uh, tough for me to do, Jeremy, but, uh, you know, the torch has to be passed. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, uh, and with that, of course, you know, we won't get into the uh, um, the the subject of, of future financial uh, consequences of going from the front seat to the back. Uh, yeah. Well, that's something that, that we can worry about another time. But I, I appreciate the fact that you have my back and and that um, that I have your front really because i mean if you have my back technically i have your front but um because i'm in front of you unless yeah, we're back to back way. which seems weird yeah that'd be a weird way to do a podcast that would be yeah it'd be kind of strange yeah <laughs> but uh obviously there i was i was adapting uh, tony robo's speech about dak prescott uh, now, are you, Jeremy, as we move into talking about football here, are you a bit surprised uh, at Dak being the guy going forward? Um, no, not whenever you see how well he's played. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it. I remember. Listen, I remember uh, that one of the best seasons that uh, uh, Tommy Maddox ever had was the year before uh, he. I mean, as far as statistically speaking was uh the year before they they he had an injury and they ended up drafting uh Ben Roethlisberger and the whole purpose of drafting Ben was simply to be a backup and yeah. the first game of the season uh, they played uh, uh uh Tommy played great second game of the season Tommy breaks his elbow and uh Ben comes in and uh they said Tommy would be out I think 6 to 8 weeks in that time, Ben did not lose a single start. He, he, in fact, that year he went all the way to the AFC title game, and that's that was his first loss was in the AFC Championship game that year to uh, New England, which, by the way, turned out to be Spygate year. And it turned out that that was the year they were actually filming plays and signals and stealing 
yeah. Super Bowls, but uh, oh, otherwise, it's okay. They're going to get a pardon, I think, for that. Yeah, so. yeah, I think I think so. But but my point being is is that you know anyone could see about after he was seven and zero as a starter that there was no way that Tommy Maddox was getting back on the field unless you know something happened to Ben. I mean, he was there, and that's that's what happens in sports. You know, some of the greats yeah. have been have been replaced by. And when I use the term great, I'm obviously not talking about Tony Romo. Uh, I'm talking about people who are better than him. And if it applies to them, it would certainly apply to Tony. Oh, yeah. He should have been replaced by, you know, somebody a long time ago. <laughs> but I was always happy to see him there, uh, you know, because I knew that as long as he was there, they could not win a – yeah, uh, another Super Bowl, and you know that that was good enough for me. Uh, yeah, we do have two Steelers fans here, so we're not going to say too much good about the Cowboys. No, uh, not but, at all. Now, and this has been a weird season for me, Jeremy, because I am not a Cowboys fan. I Dak Prescott is from Mississippi State, and being in Mississippi, I'm familiar with him, and so my mindset has been like, well, I want for Dak to do. Well, but not too well. <laughs> you know, right. it's okay that he does well, but they, you know, they don't need to go win in the Super Bowl or anything. But to your point, to Dallas has had so many eight and eight teams in the past several seasons, and they're doing so much better this year with that. And I just couldn't see if if they were going to keep winning with Dak, I I couldn't really see Tony coming back in. No, I don't. I don't see it happening either. I, what I do see is that they'll lose in the playoffs, and they won't be able to blame Romo, and they'll have to start looking at their head coach, because I think actually he's the one who chokes. Um, you know, I, I really feel like they, the guy that they, you know, Garrett that they've put in there, and they've they've had all this, you know, um, support, thinking that he's this great coach, and I I haven't seen it. I, I just honestly think that what they're going to find out is is the problem's not been Romo all along as much as it's just been they don't they don't have a coach who knows how to get his team ready whenever it comes time for for the uh, playoff games. But I don't know. We'll 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 see what happens. They're definitely going to be making the playoffs, and I mean Washington yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Technically, they they have they can be. Uh, I think if they would lose out, they would they would miss out on the playoffs. But that's what it would happen. They'd have to literally lose every game, I think, to to miss out on the playoffs at this point. Yeah. Unlike yeah. Pittsburgh, who has to pretty much win out. Yeah, Pittsburgh's got to get busy, and I'm not worried about them. But they do need to get going and win some games. Well, the doctor, what the doctor ordered is is right back this week as we play Cleveland. So. Um, you know that's that's what the doctor ordered. If you can't beat Cleveland, you don't deserve a spot in the playoffs. So, you know, <laughs> Fair and, yeah, I think that I mean that says it all. If they if they lose to Cleveland, I worry about Mike Tomlin's job. But yeah, yeah. fair enough. So <laughs> let's let's shift here over into to college. Unless there's something else about the NFL you want to talk about now, we're no, a little bit farther away from NFL, we may have a chance to talk about them getting closer to playoff time than uh, the college. Yeah, we're, it, it we're like nearing the end for started. college. 
Yeah, it feels like it just started a few weeks ago, and now here we are. We've got, what, a couple weeks left of the regular season? And yep. Then, and then bowl is the most wonderful time of the year, right? Capital One <laughs> Bowl Week. Uh, so I'm looking over some – really, I'm looking over the conference standings here and trying to make sense of some of this. Just while we're thinking on that, is there anything that has surprised you so far this year? Um, the the really the big surprise for me is the fact that um, there's really only one team that that stands out. It, if we were under the old system, not the playoff system, not even the BCS system, just the right. good old system from years ago, where just simply sports writers voted it in when it was all said and done. Right yeah. now, you could pretty much say that just by the eye test, by the teams that they beat, by how badly they've beaten them, um, Alabama is clearly the best team in college. Now, that being said, I realize once they have a playoff, anything can happen. That's true. But, but based upon what we've seen, I'm surprised at the mediocrity of every other conference to some degree. Conference, or Either that or how that having a strong conference has hurt hurt them in the long run. For instance, like uh, uh, Michigan, who uh, really should have been able to sell right into the number two spot. Uh, yeah. they, you know, they took all their challenges, uh, blew a lot of teams out, faced the tough teams, and then they turned around and they just blew it um, I'm, to, to Iowa. And, and you're sitting here going, I, I can't believe it's almost. I mean, they didn't show up yeah. for the game, and you you feel like now, okay, what happens if they lose to Ohio State? What happens if if you because in the rivalry game you can throw out records? What happens if yeah. Ohio State you know uh, pulls off the upset? M- Michigan's done. They're out of the conversation. Um, yeah. What what's more is that means I believe Wisconsin. Or no, it'd be Penn State. Penn State would have uh, would get to play on that side versus Wisconsin, both who have two losses for the Big Ten championship, and two teams with two losses. Either one of them winning, do they really deserve a spot in the top four? If you have another conference team that has only one loss, and yeah. you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, um, you could have the you could have them left out. Uh, exactly. I mean, I'm looking at the the records. I'm thinking, if Oklahoma, um, no, I'm sorry, if West Virginia can beat Oklahoma and win out and only have one loss, can you really fairly say that Penn State or Wisconsin, deserve. with two losses, deserve to be ahead of West Virginia in the top four? Yeah. And, and and then and, they're, and they're, that's not the only case. I mean, uh, there's a chance that you know Clemson they're most likely going to play in an ACC title game, the way that they played in their last game. That what happens if they lose the ACC championship game? You can't just suddenly thrust awesome. them in. Yeah. And then Louisville wouldn't even get to play in the game. Yeah, they only have one loss, but they wouldn't have even played in their championship game. So right. you can't just you know, expect Although, to pop them in. Uh, did you so, see what happened to Louisville last night, though? No, what 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 happened to them last night? 
They played Houston, and Houston destroyed them. Oh, I did not see. So, wait, wait, wait. Oh, they yeah. did. I yeah. see, I'm looking at just at the standings as they were yeah, before sure. last right. night's game. Well, that was stunning because I saw it as I went to bed last night. And I was like, oh, wait, they're done. They, one, they're they played done. tonight, and two, they got crushed. Now, yeah. theoretically, <laughs> if Clemson has a hiccup, Louisville could still end up in the ACC championship game. But yeah. like you, back to your point, though, they already have two losses. So I think they're done. There, it's amazing to me how many of these. I mean, there's even a three-loss team ahead of WVU in the college playoff rankings, and that's USC. An SEC team? No. Okay. It, USC. Uh, and and they US, beat Washington, I guess. You know, seven and three. USC. Yeah, they beat Washington, but they also lost two team, uh, two games to unranked teams, and they got their butts handed to them by Alabama. I mean, yeah. in 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 their home. You know, stadium. They were in the Rose Bowl opening game yeah. of the year. Um, I, there's to me. Don't get me wrong. I I don't know that WVU runs the table. I, I didn't right. expect West Virginia to get eight wins this year. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, one, I, yeah. Step one is West Virginia needs to finish. But understanding but, but, hypothetically, if they if they win out, I feel like they should have a seat at the table. I, I, I do. I don't disagree with you. Um, and I think there would be the temptation by the committee to put them in because of the Big 12 mess a few years ago. Yeah. Where and, Baylor and, and also, TCU both were good enough to have a spot, and they just couldn't decide. And their, and their non-conference schedule was better this year. For instance, BYU is a bowl-eligible team. Um, yeah, they are. And we dominated them. Let's see. I'm trying to think who else we beat this year that was uh, um, – we beat – was it Missouri that we played? That's an SEC right. team? I'm trying to pull up their schedule right now. Yeah, Which I was thinking it was an SEC team. Seeing what they do against Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, I mean that's really what they got to do now. It's just went yeah, out. Yeah, they beat Missouri. They beat well, Youngstown State doesn't really amount for much. Uh, well, BYU, they're they're, they're no longer a subdivision team. Young Youngstown State's no longer a subdivision though. So have um, they moved up? Yeah, yeah, they okay, moved I didn't up. Realize that. I don't know what conference they're in, but. Okay, I did not realize that. Um, the win over – let me see if I can find it here again. That win over Texas Tech was impressive to me. And that's not to say that Texas Tech is some great, awesome team, but you know, Texas Tech tends to give WVU some fits, and they clobbered Texas Tech on the road. And the, and and the victory on the road WVU. against Texas was a big deal because Texas yeah. is better than – than a lot of people realize, and to beat them in Texas is not an easy thing. I don't care. I don't care if Texas is having a down year. Winning in Texas is not an easy thing to do. Right. Well, yeah, and you know they beat TCU handily, which I understand TCU's a little down this year. But you know, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Baylor. So two of those games are going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you hope they do what they need to do against Iowa State. Iowa State has played spoiler on some teams before. They have, but, and and I don't. I that that actually is the one that somewhat worries me. I'm afraid that WVU might rise to the occasion, burn couches after their victory over if they beat you know Oklahoma, burn couches, and then suddenly you know yeah. find themselves losing to Iowa State. Yeah. But thinking but, of the Big Twelve, West Virginia. <laughs> Well, now these other teams losing might throw a little bit of doubt on that, but it seems to me that West Virginia is the Big 12's best shot, and they went out. Yeah, that's what I think. 
I understand Oklahoma could go ten and two. I'm just I'm not sure that a ten and two Oklahoma gets in the playoff though. No, uh, because uh, it, I you know and well let me look at what our win losses to Oklahoma State. It was a close game, and we were playing in Oklahoma State if I remember right. Yes, it was. Yes, and that game and, ended up looking more lopsided than it was if I'm recalling right. Yeah. And then uh, Oklahoma State. Now, I will say Oklahoma State, if they would win out, um, technically they are ahead of us because of that head-to-head loss. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, as far as in the conference uh, goes. So if we if we win out and they win out, Oklahoma State technically wins the conference. And I have to yeah. say with two losses, it's going to be hard for them to get in, except for the fact that everybody knows that one of their two losses wasn't a real <laughs> loss. They <laughs> yes, they were cheated. Point. I mean, yeah. they, they there's no other way to put it. They were cheated. <laughs> and yeah. An extra play rig- was given. Yeah. It's a rigged system, Jeremy. That's all there is to it. Well, I mean, when when the game now, is over and suddenly <laughs> the officials say, we're going to give hey. them one more play. Wait now, which, yeah. Now, in, and in fairness, you you got to give that other team some credit because they took advantage of it. I mean, they still had to work for it. But you're right. Yeah. By rule, the game should have been over. Yeah. Let me tell you, because we, we want to move ahead here and, and think toward our top four and maybe note one or two more things from these different conferences. Uh, my big surprise this, so far this season has been Michigan State. I I know. They're just collapsed. I think we talked before where I we were talking about Michigan State and then Wisconsin, and I was saying I just wasn't so sure that Wisconsin had what people were. Well, well, I, and, I said and, that I felt like Wisconsin was a better team than people thought, um, but and I thought that they might surprise some people. But uh, yeah. and and Michigan and we both felt like Michigan State was going to be tough. Um, we were yeah. both wrong on Michigan State. Um, I yeah. was right. I was right on on Wisconsin. They really are yeah. a tough team. I mean, yeah. their losses are to Michigan and to uh, who? I'm trying to think who the other team was that beat them. Was it LSU? No, uh, they beat LSU. Yeah, they beat LSU, and that's okay. that was that's the game where I went, fine. wow. <laughs> you know, I was. They yeah. they are. They really are. Uh, but. Uh, but they they lost they, uh, to Michigan and then to Ohio State and both that's what it was. There were some questions about that Ohio State game as I watched it. I felt like, but that's a whole other issue altogether. That's a whole other issue. It's <laughs> fascinating to me looking at the Big Ten though, and you talked about this some earlier. Penn State has a path where they could be playing for the Big Ten championship. Yeah. Uh, so and then on the other side is Nebraska and Wisconsin are both five and two. Wisconsin's better than Nebraska. I don't like saying that, but I think it's the truth. I, I, it, is, it is true. Ne- Nebraska, I think, uh, has had a much easier road, and yet they're, they're, you know, they've got the same record. Uh, yeah. But West, I think Wisconsin is better than Nebraska this Over year. Over on the ACC side, we've got Louisville and Clemson, which Clemson has the tie break in that. Right now, Louisville gets listed above them because they're 7-1 and one, and Clemson is 6-1 and one in the conference. Yeah. So it it looks to me like Clemson gets that. The other side of the ACC, though, you've got North Carolina and Virginia Tech with identical records there. And I'll be honest, I don't know who holds the tiebreak there. But I don't either. Either of those teams could give Clemson a game. 
either either I think I think Virginia Tech would be more likely to to give give uh, Clemson the upset. Um, and I hate to root for Virginia Tech because you know as a sure. West Virginia fan, you know not not a yeah. yeah, but I think that if you're looking for an upset to really really ruin the ACC. Um, I think Virginia Tech's the team to do it. Well, <laughs> we've got uh, in the MAC, we've got Ohio and Miami of Ohio with the same conference record on the east side. Yeah, but uh, Western Miami Michigan of Ohio, owns. Now, Miami of Ohio might not even get the bowl eligibility. So <laughs> they're five and six. Uh, and on no. the other side, you mentioned Western Michigan. Now, Jeremy, what about how about an unbeaten Western Michigan in the playoff picture? What do you think about that? Um, here's what I here's what I think about that. If Not the scenario that. breaks out where you're going to get Penn State uh, with two losses, or you're going to get say Oklahoma State in there with two losses, or some of these, honestly, I say make your number four team uh, Western Michigan. I mean, seriously. If, uh, because because if if some of these big if some of these big schools end up with two loss teams, no, you know what? Western Michigan played some good non conference schools. They've dominated in the MAC conference. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, give them a chance. Now listen, I'm sure that when Western Michigan, if they would get the four seed, would play against Alabama, that it would be. Ugly, but I don't see it being any yeah. uglier than USC uh, in that first week when when I think Alabama put fifty on them. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's but they deserve a shot. I think when you work that hard, you finish the season. If they if they finish the season undefeated and win their conference championship, all you can do. Yeah, and, I mean because I keep thinking back to the year that Marshall uh, went undefeated, and I kept thinking to myself. You know, if they had a fourteen playoff that year, I really felt like Marshall could have hung. They not necessarily would have won, but I felt like that they could have they they could have they could have hung in there with about any of those top four teams that year, and uh, and maybe even pulled an upset um, in a, in a playoff game, and uh, and but they weren't given the chance. Um, the best they were given was BYU, who they pretty much dominated in the in the bowl game. So, yeah, no. I, I just feel like a team like you know, if you do that, give them a shot, especially in a year where everybody's got so many two and three losses. I mean, it's 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 when you yeah. look at the college playoff rankings and you got Auburn with three losses at fifteen, and you got USC yeah. with three losses at thirteen. You got Utah. Yeah, Utah's not in a power conference, and they got two losses. Um, yeah, the, I, they are in the Pac-12. Did Utah move to the Pac-12? Yeah, Utah's in the Pac-12. They've been okay. They, that's new to me. They, they just moved this year, then or last year maybe, because um, they used to be in the um, yeah, I forget yeah, how whatever it was, it was now, West or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But but they're not. But listen, the Pac-12 this year is pathetic. I mean, they're Looking outside it, of yeah. Washington and Washington State. USC has not been that good, uh, and like I said, basically you've got a lot of. I mean. Uh, you've got a lot of mediocre teams out there. I look yeah. at the top 25, and I'm not impressed at all, uh, especially once you go, when you start looking down beyond 
well, beyond Alabama, <laughs> honestly, yeah. beyond well, Alabama, I don't see. Yeah. So we'll be fair here. When we think about our top four, I think we've both got Alabama number one. Yep. And I, like I said, I'm browsing through these these rankings, and with all these now, in the Mountain West, you've got two teams right now that are uh, nine and one. Boise State is nine and one uh, in their side of it, and then on the other side, San Diego State is nine and one. Uh, so they may make it and play each other, and and have a one loss team come out of that. But other than that, Jeremy, I'm looking at overall records, and you've got teams with multiple loss. Well. For now, Michigan, Ohio State, but one of those teams is going to lose again. Yeah, one of those will have a second loss, no doubt. And then you've got and, the and championship game, and if they're playing Wisconsin in a championship game, that Wisconsin's good enough with two losses to beat yeah. either one of those teams in a rematch. It's entirely possible. Yeah, but outside of that, and then Western Michigan being 10-0 and at the moment, you know, you've got multiple lost teams. Washington is 9-1 and one and may win out, but then again, you know, Washington State is ahead of them right now in the right. Pac-12. They have two losses, but no losses in conference. So you could have Washington's right now, the collision course would be Washington State and Colorado for the Pac-12. I will tell you, Jeremy, I would not have picked that game <laughs> to start no. the season. So I don't, you know, filling in the top four then gets a little complicated here because Alabama, for me, is at number one. Uh, I think at the beginning of the year, I said, what, SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten? Yep. Then squeeze in maybe a Louisville or a Houston. Houston, remember. At the beginning of the year, Houston beating a Louisville would not have been considered an upset. Uh, but no, now it is, but, and Houston clobbered them, Jeremy. It was 31-0 to zero with that. And when you consider how badly Houston stumbled at the beginning of the year, all that does is save Houston's season, but it doesn't. It just destroys uh, Louisville yeah, as far as serious contender for the top four. All right, so here's uh, what I'm going to go with. I'm, I've got Alabama one. I'm still going to go ahead and say that a Big Ten team is going to get in there, whoever the Big Ten champion is. Okay, I'm going to be a homer, and I'm going to say that Michigan beats Ohio State and that they edge in a very close game Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship. If they do that, then then they clearly would earn the number two spot. If they can beat Ohio State and Wisconsin in the championship game, um, or if it ends up being Nebraska even one, I think if, if Michigan wins out, you have to say they're the second best team in the country. Well, that's fair. I, um, that's the, fair. The, I, I just don't see Ohio State beating Michigan and then turning around and actually winning the championship game. I don't know that they're I don't know that they're that good. I, I, I feel like I feel like Ohio State's had an easier road this year, but that's just Maybe. me. Now I'm looking here and thinking if Florida were actually able to finish out and win the SEC East and then somehow upset Alabama, would that put them in the conversation because they'd have just two losses? But Jeremy, I don't think Florida's that good. No, and they're ranked 23 right now. So even if they went out, you to make that jump into the top four, I I just don't see how they do it. Um, I think just Alabama would still go losses. in with one loss as a number four seed. I think Alabama would go in over Florida. I kid you not. I think they well, would dis- no. disregard the championship game. 
Yeah, they yeah still people have going berserk. We're all conference record. Yeah, it yeah. would be crazy. But I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing Alabama not getting in unless they just absolutely collapse. If they lose to Auburn and lose the SEC title game, okay, maybe. But I don't see that happening. Neither I don't do I. see both of those happening. They may lose one or the might lose one or the other, but I don't see. So I'm stumped. Uh, I'll go ahead and say Alabama, Big Ten champ, Pac-12 champ, and you know I want to say that the Big 12 champion is going to get in there, but I'll, I'll go ahead and follow your lead there, and I'm going to leave it open and say let's put in uh, an undefeated Western Michigan, or if Western Michigan doesn't go undefeated, then I I want to slide in the Mountain West champ because they'll be looking at a win-loss situation. Right. So there you go. Bold prediction. Okay. My bold prediction, my, my basic prediction is Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, and I'm going to slide in West Virginia because uh, if they win out, I don't see how you can keep them out. Um, however, um, I'm because you know that's that's just my that's that's common sense talking. Um, three and four are not locked in for me at all because you've got Washington and Washington State sitting out there. You've got um, uh, so you get the Pac-12 that you still have to consider, and then again, if something happens in WVU, um, even if they win out. But Oklahoma State wins out. Technically, Oklahoma State wins the conference, and as yeah. a result, uh, another one of those situations. Right? Like, exactly, and, and and in that situation, I don't think. I mean, if you're going to put okay, if you're not going to, if they're not conference champions and they don't get that spot, but you can't put two loss Oklahoma State up there over top of undefeated. Yeah. Uh, Western Michigan. I know people are going berserk, Sam, but they're only in the MAC conference. But remember, they beat Oklahoma State. Yes, they had help, but they did win the game. <laughs> yeah. So, and you um, play to win the game, right? <laughs> and and that's, I mean that's the whole point of the games. Uh, I, I just I, I feel like uh, it, it makes you wish you had a an extra two spots, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, to play uh, in. Yeah, and then you have to remind yourself you're always going to have this. You're, yep. You could have eight teams, and you want sixteen, and then you want thirty-two, and uh, yeah. So, yeah, it just it makes it so. T- Washington's loss makes it tougher because if Washington was still on track to win out, I would have them in there. Yeah, and, uh, uh, right yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. I was surprised uh, by uh, by not just their loss, but how badly they lost. Um, yeah. It it was not pretty. They didn't even. There was at no point during that game which I thought that they looked like a team that was a top ten team, let alone a top four. Yeah. They they just looked really bad. I will at least say when Michigan lost to Iowa, as bad as that was, Iowa has a pretty tough team, uh, which is why when Wisconsin went into Iowa and beat them, I was impressed. Uh, mm-hmm. Iowa in Iowa is hard to beat, and at least you felt like. Michigan's defense showed up and looked like a defense that was um, worthy. They were in that game. It was a close game. Washington, yeah. it wasn't even, you know. It, and, again, like you like you point out, Louisville's loss to Houston, forget it. You know, I don't care if Louisville wins out. They don't belong in the top yeah, four. They're done. they're done. So. so. 
Yes, indeed. Anyway, it's 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 uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but uh, I, I think somehow I think Clemson will manage to uh, win the ACC. I think that I, I don't. I, I'll just I'll. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to guess that they don't slip up on Virginia Tech or North Carolina, who whichever yeah. team they get in the uh, championship game. And if that happens, then you're looking at either a Pac-12 or if West Virginia runs the table, uh, possible Big 12 team filling that spot. But if both of those, like we said, if both those if both those uh, conferences stumble and they want to put a two-loss team in. Um, I, I think the, they really need to sit back and look at at, at Western uh, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a mistake not to. Yeah, and, so. and hey, why not give them something to talk about? Yep. I mean, if if you have a team that goes undefeated for the whole season and you've got these scenarios like you're saying, two lost teams, three lost teams, how do you keep up any illusion that the little guy has a chance when you're going to shove them out? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so. Jeremy, I have I have two pieces of bad news. Um, one piece of bad news is that we have gone well over our thirty minutes, and so we would need to wrap up. Yeah, uh, I'm, I this, need to wrap up myself. So. The second piece of bad news is that I was looking here at the control panel. Somehow, this call was cut off about thirty minutes ago. <laughs> oh no. In fact, if you go to our podcast site there on TalkShoe, this episode has already posted. It's about 13 minutes long. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I have no idea what happened, but somewhere along the line, it has decided to end our call. I was looking on the screen, and it said, the call has ended. What are you oh, talking no. about? <laughs> no, I was going to say, normally I hear that whenever, whenever it says the call has ended. Yeah. I mean, it normally yeah. says it to me. I didn't hear a thing. No, I didn't either. I had no idea. But sure enough, I'm on the screen right now looking at past episodes, and it says, so here's our 4.7, duration 12 minutes, 41 seconds. Uh, well, I've that little screen where you come in and see the chat or whatever. Yeah. Because I, I, I actually have a uh, an appointment here yeah, that I need to yeah, get ready to leave I for. Do, so so we just have to let it be what it is. So <laughs> That is a shame. Yeah, it is. I just want um, to talk to you, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, here's the here's the good news. Here, the good news is we'll see how much of it exactly we got into. I imagine we only got past our starting uh, jokes, and uh, I'm, I guess at the very least we can talk uh, football next week. We'll have a better idea after West Virginia, Oklahoma, and uh, you know we should Michigan and Ohio State play this week, don't they? Do they play this week? I'm That's not sure if it's this week or next week. It might be next uh, week, but it'll be anyway, uh, yeah. We'll be better prepared. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. So, right. so, so well, no band no. phrase. My band phrase was was actually going to be a band advertisement phrase, which was yeah. Black Friday sales starting Thursday. That's yeah, band. Man. I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> Don't call it Black Friday sales if they're starting <laughs> Thursday. Call it Black Thursday sales. Yeah, and, and call me old fashioned, Jeremy, but they should be calling it African American Friday sales. Just I saying. agree. I agree. Just saying. All right. Well, listen, Nate. Thanks, Jeremy. You you take care. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. All right, you too. Bye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.